Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 177 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. This is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're here to talk about the truth. The truth is, now you're in sales. Yeah, I mean, um, welcome to the club, and we both feel very sorry for you. <laughs> and I mean, let's let's just face it, what it is, is if you're listening to this, you're probably um, have a startup business, or are about to start up a business, or, or maybe even been in business for years, and you already know this, but... Small business owners, when they first start up, especially, wear a bunch of hats. You're the project manager, the production manager, you're the financial officer, your customer service, and oftentimes you're the salesperson. Right. And the um, just like with all those other things, I mean, you really, you had to learn how to use your equipment. You've got to learn how to take care of the books. You have to learn about maintenance. You've got to learn how to do all the paperwork involved in your business. If you're doing your own taxes and accounting, you know, all those are skills that you um, that you have to learn, but probably one of the most overlooked ones that you will deal with, hopefully on a daily basis, is uh, is bringing up your skill level in sales. Yeah, and it's it's it is one of those things because um, I put a, I put all these things in the same category, right? Like sales, public speaking, uh, writing. Um, all and, and plenty of other things, but these being are on all video. things. Yeah, being on video, even these are all intuitively. They seem like they're intuitive of of what you have to do. So there's nothing really to be trained on, right? How do I sell? Um, I tell the person what I'm offering them. I tell them how much it costs, and they say yes or no, and then I get money, right? Right. Um, or not. <laughs> and but with everything that exists on earth period that humans do, it can be optimized. Right. And I think this episode is going to be a little bit about optimizing how you can help close more deals, how you can get, get more people to say yes, uh, without necessarily having to be, um, different than the personality that you currently are now. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you think about your last few interactions with, with your potential clients and your existing ones, you know, there's, there's that dialogue, you know, you speak, you already probably speak differently to your customers than you do your kids, your parents, and your neighbors, right? You know, if you've got a retail spot, you probably say, hi, welcome to the store. You're probably real proud of the place. You want to show them around. You're being, you're being very friendly and very helpful. So that, not, not to say that you're not that way all the time, of course, <laughs> but, but, you know, if you're, if you go to a market or something, you're, you're already taking a different posture when you're dealing with your customers versus everybody else. You're, you're, whether you know it or not, you're in sales mode. Mm -hmm. So what mm -hmm. we're going to go through today is just some of the really standard things um, that salespeople do to encourage people to make a decision um, in favor of their products. Right. And, and what some of the, um, uh, what they'll say in sales books and sales experts and gurus, and there's plenty of stuff you could watch on YouTube, great, tons of great books out there. And I recommend, you know, just read or watch a bunch of them and you'll, yeah. you'll learn some stuff. But one of the things that I've heard before is that um, people have an, an, there's an inclination to not make decisions in, in, in people, right? Um, decision, decisions are finite. Finite things uh, cause fear, they cause anxiety. So it's easy yeah. to not make a decision. It's easy to say, I'm thinking about buying a new car. Maybe I won't or will. I don't know. You know what? I'll decide if I'm going to buy a car tomorrow. That just right. feels, it feels, especially when it's, it's easier. Scary. It's definitely it's easy. easier. It's easier because you didn't actually have to do or change anything. And, and, uh, and, uh, Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins. I don't know which is the right way to say his name. Yeah. Both. The big guy. Uh, yeah. The, the big guy. And um, if you haven't heard his stuff, you should. He's got a bunch of cool stuff out there. And um, but one of the things he talks about is the power of making decisions. 
and how decision-making is so powerful, but it's, you have to train yourself to do it, right? So on one side of it, people need to train themselves to make decisions. On your side of it, you're going to help to do things to help people to make a decision. And that decision is to do business with you. Because yeah. So I think like what, what you just said was, is that you're not really selling against, typically you're not selling against someone else, you know, or something else you're selling against in action. Yeah. So, so, you I know, if, right. if someone, if, if you're in a market and someone just walks by, they might look at your, your custom t-shirts or your embroidery work, or your gifts or whatever, and they might really like it but they're very likely to just keep walking because they're already walking. It's the easiest thing to do. It may not be the best thing for them. And I'll tell you one thing. I, I, uh, I've, been, uh, I've been going to shopping at malls with the same person for about 35 years now. And, um, and this person, when we go and we look for deals, uh, that person may find something that they really like. And then they'll say, Oh yeah, um, maybe I'll come back for it. I'll come back for it. Uh, and if you run a market or if you've been in a retail store, you've heard that a thousand times. Literally, no one ever goes back. <laughs> it it is a very low percentage. Yeah, that is true. So that, uh, that's just a good yeah. example of you know they they've it's a strategy not to take action right? That your customer, your potential customer is employing. What we're trying to do is figure out some ways where you can kind of break that pattern and get them to reach into their wallet for you. Yeah. And so um, this is going to be true of um, if, you know, you, you met somebody at an event and they say, yeah, I probably need some shirts. I'll call you on Monday. And then on Monday, they give you a call or they email you and they say, I need X, Y, and Z. I need shirts and mugs and, and, and a sign, a sign and stuff like that. And you say, great. Um, this is what it's going to cost. And they say, oh, okay, great. I'll let you know. And that's the end of it. Right. So, um, I think specifically, um, this could, these principles can be applied, uh, in a market. They could be applied in an email. They could be applied in an in-person meeting or in a phone call. Um, they are, uh, they're a philosophy, they're a theory, they're concepts, and they work everywhere if you can figure out how to put them together. So, um, I'm ready to jump into first one. How about you? Yeah, there, there you go. And, and um, you know, you may recognize these and may love to hate some of them, but they're, but they're all standards because they work, right? Yeah. So the, the first thing that we're going to talk about is the, um, is the now or never, right? So, and um, you'll hear this talked about, you know, we, we already said that people tend towards inaction. So you have mm -hmm. to give them a reason to do something now. Um, and that reason could be a lot of different things. You know, it could be, um, could be a lower price, could be a deal. You've got some great examples here, Mark. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, so uh, you could say something like, um, right now, the vendor, the vendor where I buy t-shirts from, the wholesale place where, uh, manufacturer, they've got this particular shirt on sale. So if you buy it today, it can actually save you 10%. You know, um, it's not going to be it's not going to be on sale come Monday, right? You know, and what you're letting them know is is uh, and this, you know, I'm a fan of honesty, right? I'm a yeah, fan absolutely. of absolutely. I'm a fan of honesty, so this should be a true statement. Um, uh, but you you do what you want with this information, right? <laughs> uh, but but uh, the vendors that offer um, apparel, oftentimes the prices drop and they go back up right? The world fluctuates, markets fluctuate and the price of goods fluctuate. So if you do have a shirt that you like to use and it's currently being offered at 10 or 15% off, you can pass a savings like that over to your customers. And it is true that they're not necessarily going to tell you the end date or they may tell you the end date. So share that information with your customers, especially if you're selling one of those items that's on sale uh, to let them know that the price will go up if they don't, if they don't purchase right away. Right. And this could also be something that you, that you manufacture yourself. So for example, if um, let's say, and we'll just keep using the market as an example. Um, let's say you go to the market once a month and you make something special to sell there. You know, maybe it's an embroidered pillowcase, just that you're going to just going to sell at the market during this couple of days. Maybe it's a, uh, a 
polo design or printed t-shirt design or something like that, and you're just doing a limited run yourself, came up with the, this, I, this design, you really like it, you're only going to do it um, for a little while, maybe it's not going to come back until next year. So the now or never is kind of a scarcity close where you say, look, you can see I've only got 10 of these. Um, definitely, of course, you don't have to buy them, but you know, by next week, I won't be offering them again. You know, this is a seasonal thing. It's not coming back until next year. And, you know, uh, places like Starbucks with the pumpkin spice cappuccino and things like, yeah. I mean, these guys are oh. really good at the now or never, <laughs> yeah. you know, they like, the, there are things that you only get for a certain period of time and, uh, whatever the reason is, or whatever the benefit for the customer is thinking about your business that way is in, in little chunks like that. So you can motivate somebody to make a decision is, is good business. Yeah. And we've discussed before um, about doing promotions or sales or offering something that you have in stock that you can offer at a deal. So um, shipping shirts is, is actually, uh, if we're using shirts and as an example, but these yep. could be um, shipping a lot of customized stuff is generally not cheap to do. Mugs are 11 ounces a piece. So 30 yeah. mugs is a really heavy box. It's expensive to ship. T-shirts are the same way. You know, um, They weigh a good amount a piece. So if you have some stuff in stock, oftentimes you don't have to absorb a shipping cost right into, into the price that you resell to the customer. Yeah. So if you've got things in stock, like you have 50 shirts or mugs in stock and you're selling that to somebody and they say, let me think about it. You can let them know, I've got 50 of these in stock. You're looking to buy 30. Um, if once they're sold, though, they're sold. The, uh, and I'm going to have to reorder, you know, whatever word, knowledge, words right. you use. You know, I won't have these anymore. Once I don't have these, the price will go up a little bit. So I just want to let you know that this is a limited time deal. If you can, you can secure them now, or if not, the price will go up probably about 10 or 15% at that point in time, because yep. I'm offering you a limited stock. Yeah. Um, I, and I, there's another one that's interesting, which is... Um, Relevant for today's times, by the way, yes. summer 2022. Yeah. Um, inflation. Uh, inflation is happening. Prices are going up in, in various markets all over the world. Um, so you could say, you could just talk about that. You know, hey, I want to let you know that this price that I'm quoting right now, um, I can't guarantee this price in the future because prices are changing on me on this stuff every day sometimes. Yeah. So this is the price today. If I, if we secure the order today, we'll get everything locked in for you today. And that's the price. Yeah. Um, if you choose to, to wait, the price may or may not change. Right. Just so you know. And that, and that's fair, but it's also kind of a, it's a really soft now or never. I also like uh, what you have here um, about filling up production time. You know, so this is great. If you do have a busy shop, you know, you can look at your schedule before you go to an event or the day before you start making your sales calls. You could look and say, maybe there's a time period in a week where you don't have anything to print, you know, or you have some, some free, some space in your schedule is you can use that for a, for a now or never close. You can say, Hey, listen, I've got, normally I'm very booked up this time of year. So if you want those 27 shirts, um, I actually do have two production days next week open. You know, if you if you get them now, I'll slot you right in, and your your delivery time is no problem. If not, it's going to be a stretch. I may have to delay, or it may not get get done till the next week. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you're looking to get it done sooner than later, we want to book it now. And and I try to be, um, I would be as forthcoming as you can on this. If you mm -hmm. actually have, um two more people you have to follow up with that day who might order and you have a customer who's in a rush, you know, you could just tell them that say the way I do it is when, when, when a deal's closed, when, when somebody pays their deposit, I put them in line because it's only fair, right. To put everybody in line as they come. I've got two more meetings today. I know you're said, you said you're in a rush. If you, if, you know, if you uh, put your deposit down today, if you sign off today, if you buy today, then I'm going to put you in line right now ahead of those other folks. If they decide to buy today and you call me tomorrow, I will have to put you after that. So I need to let you know that, yeah. that you know, the, these are just figure out how you want to say this, yeah. but especially when it's true, um, it's almost a disservice to the customer to, 
to not tell them this really, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I would say that occasionally it happens to, you know, it happens to our salespeople where they, they will tell somebody that right now it's a 10 day delivery if you order. And then someone comes back in a week and orders and is very upset when it's 21 days, mm-hmm. you know, and that happens in our business quite a bit, but really, so, so as you were thinking about these things that Mark and I are talking about, like the now or never close, you know, it would probably be a good strategy for you to just think about your, the conversations that you have for customers and the kinds of things that you would say, you know, now or never um, to encourage them to make a deal right now. Yep. Right. Cause it's going to be better uh, for them. Yeah. And then if you don't have a really good excuse per se, you know, um, because maybe there's no sale, maybe you don't have anything in stock. Maybe you're super slow. There's nothing busy. Yeah. And you have other appointments. You can also just offer them a deal for signing right now. Right. You could just say, listen, I'm trying to book up business and I want to encourage people to make a deal. So if you're willing to, you know, if you're willing to, to commit to me today, I'll take 10% off right now. Yeah. June's, you know, if that's June, like if June has been a crappy month for you, feel free to say, you know what? I'm behind on my production schedule, you know, or I'm behind on my sales projections for the month. 10% off if you order right now. Yeah. You know, help me get back up to up to square one. Yeah. And 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 uh and then maybe later you will offer that or not, but but this is something you could say if you sign right now, I'll give you this deal right now. This is, yep. you know, because I could use the business or whatever words you want to use. Um, so, so that's the now or never or the 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 creating urgency close. So, so I so I feel like this one is a little bit more uh a little bit more esoteric. So why don't you take okay. us through the recap close, Mark? The recap close. Um, so I actually, I think, I think this one's great. I naturally um, do this. And so I didn't even realize I did this until one day I read about it and I was like, I do that. Yeah. Um, but it's the recap close. This is when you kind of summarize everything that the customer is going to get again um, and then ask for the business after that. So you're, you, you're visualizing them, everything that they're going to get. So you say, um, okay, so, all right, great. That was a great call. So what we're doing is um, you want 50 shirts with your left chest logo on it. You want the logo on the right sleeve as well. Then we're going to do 20 hats. And then uh, we're going to do 20 mugs because you said you wanted to deliver mugs to your clients, which people love that. They're going to love you for it. Um, so we can get those in production this week. You know, are you, do you want to use a credit card or I know whatever. And, and the, what the, 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 the psychology kind of behind that is, is they are now for one, they understand everything they're getting, which is nice Mm -hmm. and clear. It's great for communication. And then they're visualizing themselves. I'm thinking about myself in that shirt. I really do want a new shirt. Um, you may even catch people, uh, doing things like looking down at the shirt that they're wearing that. That's not, yeah, nice. that's fun. Um, uh, and they're going to visualize handing their customer that custom mug, you know, um, and, and their customer being like, oh, wow, thanks. You know, yeah. so uh, it's, it's a cool thing to do. And, and it's, it's proven to work. I like that. I like the visualize thing that you said, because I can see how painting a picture would be helpful. You know, maybe it's if they're 50 logo shirts and hats for his employees, then maybe it's, you know, okay, so you want to see 50 of your best employees dressed in these really clean, nice clothes with your logo on it and the cap with your logo on it. You want to see them closing deals in front of their customers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you want to see, you know, those those same customers getting the mug, you know, with your company logo on it as a thank you. And they're very appreciative and they're telling their friends. That's that's kind of what we're about to do, right? Yeah. You know, yes, all that is absolutely right. Okay. So great. Um, you know, do you want me to send you a PayPal invoice or do you prefer credit card? You know, um, you know, I can set it up in my Stripe right now and send it over to you. There you go. You know? Um, so that's one of those things where it's you don't even have to be too salesy on this one. You know, no. I like this one a lot, and you don't have to to uh, think of anything interesting. You just make it a point to recap what they're doing. Be sure to use visual words, remind them of why they wanted it. 
okay, we want, okay, you want uh, 20 um, t-shirts and that sign, because you said the t-shirts that your, that your staff is wearing are, don't look good anymore. And the sign is all faded from the sun. So we're going to replace those, right? You're, you're, you're reiterating what they told you. They know you understand it, it. There's so much behind it, right? It builds like they understand that you understand their feelings. Yep. There may be some empathy that you're putting in there. I understand what it's like, how it feels for a sign to not represent how good your business is, which is why we're going to make a new sign. You know, so there's empathy there. You can build excitement. There's visualizations. There's so much you can do when all you're doing is just recapping what you guys talked about over the past, you know, uh, 15 minute phone call or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay. Um, so next. Next is the quid pro quo close. I like that you put a little Latin in there. I think that's I very did, classy. It's very classy. <laughs> um, it, what, it, what it really means is kind of, you know, the, the exchange of small favors, right? So it's the customer asks you for a deal. That means you have the opportunity to ask for something in return. Yeah. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, right? Uh, so what do they do? Um, hey, uh, Mark, um, I think this is a great deal. This, uh, yes, uh, everything you said is right about those shirts and the hats and the sign and all that stuff. Um, I was really hoping to spend closer to $2,000 and you're at 2,300. Do you think you could take 300 off? Yep. And I would say, um, you know, I think I may be able to do that. Let me dig into the numbers a little bit. If I do, is there any chance that you could do, give me a five-star review on Google and Facebook? Okay. So that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. I like that. So in that, in that case, you're, um, you're giving them a deal and you're asking for something in exchange, right? Um, for that, meaning like specifically asking them for a favor outside of the deal. Um, and uh, another way uh, I was going with it was... Uh, yes, I think I can do that. Let me do some math real quick. Let me think about this. If I can do this, can we put a deposit down on the deal today? Right. You know, so um, ask for something in return. Um, ask, uh, ask for uh, the deal to close right away. You know, and what you're asking for is, hey, you're asking me to not to make less money on this deal. What I'm asking for in return for that is to get started now. Right. To not linger. Yeah. And I mean, you can actually use this, use a lot of different things. Like I actually offer, um, you know, if I make it a point to make sure that vendors know that I will give them a great review. Mm -hmm. You know, if they give me a deal and they do great work. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I so right. I, I, I think that's a great pre quote pro quo, <laughs> which is really hard to say sometimes because, you know, you, you can, um, because you can actually do it and it's, it's, it's pretty easy and it has a high impact on your business, but whatever that is, it could be, yeah, you know, I, I can, I can do that. If two, if you do two things for me, the first one is um, let's do it right now. And the mm -hmm. second one is um, pick a friend in the crowd out there and bring them over here. And let's see if we can't do two of these deals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Just like, just like try something else. Just like ask for, um, you deserve to ask for something in exchange um, mm -hmm. if you're going to offer them something special. Yeah, I think that's great. And, and honestly, when I um, was looking at this, I didn't even think about the other things to ask for in exchange. So I actually love that you brought that up because you can, you can sometimes ask for two or three things. One of them is closing the deal, right? If they're asking you for money off and you say yes, generally speaking, the deal's closed at that point in time. Yes. Generally speaking. But you want to lock that in. You want to lock it in by saying, if I say yes, are you going to say yes? And it, that's just clear communication. Yep. If I say yes, are you going to say yes? Yes, yes, yay. <laughs> um, the other thing is, is, well, I kind of already know they're going to say yes if I say yes, because that's why they're asking for the deal. So while I'm at it, I'm going to throw in, yes, I'll do that. If you're going to say yes, and I'd love a referral. If you can yeah. pro if you can promise me like one referral, whatever that means to you, um, uh, I would I would love that from you. Yeah. Um, 
Another thing with that, I think there's a little bit of um, combining some of these things together. So the quid pro quo and the um, uh, and the now or never, you can kind of combine that, you know, and you can say, okay, yes, I could do that for you, but I'd like a favor from you. Um, I don't, I don't really pass out deals like that because my business can't afford to do that all the time. So I don't want a deal like that, a quote like that floating around in the world. Right. Um, I want it closed. So if I, if I can get this done for you, are you willing to just wrap it up now, close the deal and uh, nobody is, nobody ever has to know, you know, or yeah. whatever you want to say with that. Yeah, sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then I have one other little comment here is um, say you, uh, you work with somebody, you have a partner, husband, wife, brother, sister, um, business partner. And, um, you know, you could just say something like, well, my partner's not really a fan of doing deals that slim. Um, because they are a challenge to maintain profitability with if anything goes wrong or if we have any hiccups, you know, um, just it's it's a, more of a challenge. However, if we can wrap this up right now in this conversation and close it up, then uh, I've got an excuse to just go back and say, hey, I had to make an executive decision and they were willing to make a deposit right away. So I did. There you go. You know, and then you could and then a lot of times people will they'll they'll understand that. They'll, they'll visualize, yes, I also have a business partner. And yes, they don't like those decisions. They're a pain so, in the butt too. I, I don't want to ask permission for those. I just do them sometimes. Right. You understand? Yeah. Okay. Let's just do it. Then. Yeah. I like that. And then the, the, next, um, the next closing technique that you've got down here is question closing. And I, I like this because it almost, it works really well as a checklist, you know, especially if you're dealing with somebody that, um, is looking for a decent quantity of shirts or promotional products or whatever it is, is that while you're talking about it, you're listening to them, listening to what they're looking for, and you're making notes of the specifics. So, you know, if, uh, you know, if, if Mark Veal and I are having a conversation and Mark, you're, you know, um, what I heard you say was that you're looking for, uh, polos, very professionally done, good looking polos for 50, 50 of your employees mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you're looking for 50 hats with the logo on to go with them, that you're looking for delivery in this period of time. And then um, all that is because you've got this event coming up and you want everybody to be dressed the same and look great. And you even mentioned it may end up making you a little bit more money because everybody looks, you know, you're, you're doing some good branding there. So that's five things. So if you're taking notes during the call, then the question closing is just going through those things and saying, hey, remember we talked about this and you said you wanted this and we're going to do that. Hey, remember we talked about that? You also wanted that and we're going to do it. Um, You'll find, um, I'll go back to uh, furniture salesmen and car salesmen do this great. You know, it might be, huh? You know, when we first met, you were looking for a, a 90 inch modern style sofa. You wanted something that was really comfortable. You were looking for a durable fabric and you wanted something that um, could fold out into a futon or something. Right. Okay. So this one here does all of those things. And it's a, in the price that you set that you were interested in. You know, hand me your credit card. Yeah. Well, and it is important to phrase it into a question. Yes. Right. So, so, um, uh, you did say, I love, I love the furniture thing, right? Cause you say, okay, you said that it needs to be in this budget needs to be delivered by this time. It needs to be comfortable. It needs to look good. Um, does, does this couch kind of meet all those things? Right. You, um, and then they'll say, uh, yeah, I mean, this one does. Okay. Um, then uh, I let's go for it. Yeah, you know, like let let's 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 draw up the paperwork if this meets all the needs. Um, and uh, and uh, some you know you could talk about say okay you mentioned the, sh- the shirt deal too you mentioned the polos and this and that okay do you think everything I've offered you meets those needs and fits in your budget oh uh, yeah I think that it does okay let's wrap this up then I know you got plenty of important things to do I'm gonna take we I've met all your I've met all the needs. Yeah. I'll go. You can move on to more important things because I know you're a busy guy. Yeah. So, and that last, that last sentence can be really important, you know? So, you know, having a few of those 
by the way, just in your repertoire, like um, you could just pick something like, cool, let me um, uh, let, let's schedule delivery. You know, I can fit, I can fit you in my production uh, next week. That puts delivery Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so, so it's, it's whatever that is. It's uh, Hey, you know, let's, that's great. Let's get started. Um, I'll look for your graphics later on today. Yeah. I'll take the it, deposit. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And, um, and sometimes it's, uh, it's a, it can be a struggle to find the question to ask. Um, so maybe you don't have as many specifics or this particular customer just really wasn't very an open book to tell you why they wanted the shirts. Like you're struggling to get information, but you, you want to ask a question of them. Um, so you just say, you know, uh, you keep it simple in your opinion. Um, does what we have here provide the solution you need for your business? If they say yes, then you can ask for the business. Say, okay. Um, I mean, I'd love to move forward with it. I think we have a deal, you know? And if they, if the answer is not yes, or the answer is, eh, then you can find out what the problem is. Right. So it, it opens up to, um, yeah, I mean, maybe, oh, okay. Um, I understand these things, these decisions can be frustrating. What, tell me what's on your mind. Is there anything particular you have doubts about, or you're concerned with? And then sometimes they'll open up, you know, I know I said the polos, but now that you ask about it, I know those are also expensive. And I was thinking I'd rather get the employees like three or four a piece. So maybe if I go t-shirts, that could be more affordable. Do you think I could do three t-shirts for the price of one polo? And maybe you could say, yeah, if you do, you know, a left chest logo t-shirt, I could do three of those for the price of one embroidered polo. Yeah. Um, what about that? Is that a better solution for your business? I actually feel a lot better about that. Great. Well, let's wrap it up. I, I, I like all those things, especially the question closes are really great when, um, especially when somebody's just kind of drifting away from the deal, like Mark Vila just said, yeah. you know, somebody says, yeah, it's, it's good. I'll, I'll give you a call if I decide to go ahead, you know, you know, things like that. And that's just like, it's another way for them to not make a decision. It's another mm-hmm. strategy that they're using. So they don't have to do something right now. Um, you know, you could say, let me just, I'll tell you what, before you go, just let me make it really simple for you. You know, what is it about what we talked about today that that stands between, you know, you just placing the order now and going on with your life? Mm-hmm. What is it about? What is it about? it? You know, or it could be, you know, great. If it's, is it the, you know, is the reason the price are these not the t-shirts? Cause we had talked a little bit about that. You know, what's, what's holding you back. You know, so I like, I like all of those things. And all this stuff is really important. Even doing any of them, you know, should result in a little bit more business. Yeah. So, so this isn't an academic exercise, guys. You know, we're like, we're trying to figure out ways to help you sell some more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is, especially this question one, you know, some of the things, some of the problems people have with sales to diverge away from a second, and we have two more, yeah. um, is uh, sometimes... Some folks, including myself, um, feel that, well, some sales techniques are manipulative. And I'm, I don't want to be a manipulator or a salesperson. I just yeah. want to offer somebody a good product and if they want to buy it, they want to buy it. And, and I'm going to do my best. Um, but with the example I mentioned before, where the person was questioning whether or not they wanted to buy the polo shirts, this is happening in their head, Right. And maybe they're not expressing it to you or they're not sure to say it out loud um, or maybe they don't even know if they really want to talk about that. So they're in the quick decision in their brain is, um, okay, I'm, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to talk to uh, Joanne over there about, uh, about the t-shirt idea and then and I'll get back with this person later um, and decide, you know, but, but yeah, she's doing a good job in, in, um, you know, offering me everything I asked for. I, I don't know if I want to talk about the t-shirts yet. And they kind of like drift off in their head. That that, that thought happens yeah. in like a second in your brain. And when you say, tell me about what you're thinking, oftentimes people will say, okay, since you're inviting me, I'm thinking about the t-shirts instead. Yeah. And you've helped them open up to you. 
And I'll tell you, like, they're going to love you for that because like they didn't have to go off and think about it and go and have the conversation with Joanne about it. They just thought about it with you. They talked it out and they said, you know what? I feel really good about this now. Plus Joanne wasn't going to be helpful anyway. (laughs) She was going to add a third question and further confuse the deal. Yeah, she never. (laughs) All right. right, So so let's, let's, um, let's move on to one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Because I, I am by, by training a sales guy right? For a bunch of different things is the assumptive close. Mm-hmm. And this is where you just approach all of the, all of the people that you talk to, or most of the people that you talk to with the idea that they're going to buy something from you. They're just choosing what, mm-hmm. you know, so that's a good way to think about it. If someone, if someone comes up to you at the market and you are a custom t-shirt store, and you've got custom t-shirts on the table. The reason that they came over is because they're interested in custom t-shirts. There's a reasonable expectation that they have, have the money for a few. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. now it's just, you know, thinking that someone, someone's been looking at the t-shirt and, you know, it's just that it looks like you love these t-shirts. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do too. Uh, which one did you want? Yeah, I think that's the the assumptive close is uh, is definitely one that is um, it can induce fear in some folks because you don't want to be presumptuous and you don't want to be you don't want because you may have had the assumptive close done to you and you didn't like it. Right. So Right. And, And so so I think it's important to the assumptive close is is just it's an internal battle for those folks. So I think you should get past some of that stuff because they don't have the confidence um, to want to say that they don't want to seem pushy or assertive or anything like that. But if you just go for it and dive into it, you can let the customer say, no, you don't have to say no for them. I'm I'm just, I'm just trying to, trying to think of like a non-threatening situation where you might reasonably appreciate the assumptive clothes. Like if you went to the grocery store. Okay. So you go to the grocery store and you're there for 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, and you're, and you're leaving with nothing. If there was a manager near the door, they would reasonably say, did you not find what you were looking for? Right. Right. And because you came in for, you came into my grocery store Yeah, to buy groceries, I think. So obviously you didn't find what you were looking for. Not a lot of grocery browsing happening. Not not a lot of browsing. So you know. So the same thing. <laughs> the same thing goes for your t-shirt shop or your online store or whatever it is. You know, they're you know they're there. You're the proprietor. They came into your place. They came into your restaurant. Mm-hmm. They looked at the menu. They hung around for ten minutes and then they got up to leave. So you would naturally want to know: Did you not find what you were looking for on the menu? You know, wasn't the food good? Were the prices too high? You know, the so the assumptive close would be like, oh, if they're staring at the one menu item or the T-shirt, or they're staring there, uh, standing at the potato aisle, you know, um, for for ten minutes just staring. You also might find it reasonable if the person came up from say, hey, do you have a question about the potatoes? Yeah, can I pick up that sack of potatoes and put it in your bag? In yeah, let's for let, you. Let me let me carry. Let me. <laughs> Can I, do you just want me to order that for you? Because there seems to be something, something happening no, here. I, I get where you're going with this and, and I actually appreciate it. So, um, because it, it, it maybe helped me, um, get past that thought. How do you, how do you deal with it when you feel the assumptive close is too much? Um, it's not an example of an assumptive close is you, um, tried on a dress or a shirt or a pair of shorts at the mall. And the, you walked out and you looked in the three, you know, way mirror so you could see all the angles and you say, this looks pretty good. I like it. And then the salesperson's over there in the corner and they agree with you. That does. It fits you good. The blue brings out the color in your eyes. Uh, And then they say, uh, and then you say, okay, great. And then they go take it off and they say, oh, and they say, okay, uh, hang it up over the edge. I'll bring it up to the counter for you. Assumptive close. Good example. It's an assumptive close um, because you just said, this looks great on me. Like, why are you not going to buy it? 
it looks good on you. The salesperson agreed with you. Let's assume they're being truthful. Um, and, uh, and then they said, let's do it. So if you're talking with a customer and they say, um, okay, you needed uh, 50 mugs and you needed it by the 31st of this month and you wanted them in red, um, we needed the total order to be under X amount of dollars. And you also wanted some keychains and some headbands. Um, so we can do all of that. Uh, it's great. And, um, the price is going to be X amount of dollars and your budget was Y this. So this is under it by a couple hundred bucks. So I think we're, we, we're good to go. We can get it delivered to you. You want me to send the invoice over via uh, PayPal or, or I can send it Stripe if you want to pay in a credit card. Yeah. I, I like yeah. that. And you just kind of just say like, I mean, everything matches up all the blocks fit into place. Um, I can send you an invoice today and we can get started. So, so it really kind of, kind of strikes me that a lot of people do the opposite to themselves. They assume that the person isn't going to buy now. Right. So that what triggered mm-hmm. it for me was that conversation where you said, okay, all this stuff is good. You know, um, you said, um, can I send, do you want me to send you the invoice or you just want to give me a credit card now? Where a lot of people would say, um, great, let me email you a quote. Or I'll call you in a few days to find out if you're ready to order, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of the opposite of the assumptive close. You're actually giving your customer kind of an out or you're, you're negating kind of the, the sales process, um, but you're probably doing it because it's more comfortable for you. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're doing that because you don't want to ask for the sale, you know, where this is your livelihood. This is how you potentially feed your family, pay your car payment you know, buy ice cream, whatever, whatever it is, you know, you should, you should be, you should be on your side. Yeah. (laughs) Just a little bit. That's good. No, that's good. And um, you made me think about something. There is something in business. I don't remember when I read about this. It was a long time ago, but um, there's a fear of taking the order. Yes. Customer gives you money. Now you you actually have to deliver to do it. And it's frightening. It. I, I still get it sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, can I do that? You know? Um, and uh, um, you just, you got to go for it. You know, you got to go for it. And the more you do it, the better you feel about it. Yeah. Um, it's a story you tell yourself, you yeah. know, oh, I tried, but you know, I didn't, you know, I couldn't do it, you know, things like that. So you just got to change that story. So instead you say, okay, everything looks pretty good. You said yes to the question I asked. Um, I gave you a a little bit of a deal that you asked for. Um, Let's check the calendar and find out what the delivery date would be. You know, okay, all right, looks, we can deliver it 31st. How's it sound? Yeah. And uh, yeah, perfect timing. Okay, great. Uh, Let's uh, it's a 50% deposit and uh, it's almost two o'clock. So we got to wrap it up because I've got another phone call. I love that. So the, I I would say that I've I've got one more thing to say, and then we can move on to another one. Okay, great. And that is um, if you're uncomfortable or think you're terrible at all this, or you're not a business person and you don't want to do it, then say that to the customer. Okay. You know, just say, look, I'm terrible at this, but I'm trying to like, I'm trying to be better in business or I'm terrible at this. You did say like, like here, the questions, you know, you said, you, you said that you like the shirts and, Mm -hmm. and that they were the right price and that the delivery was right. Can I, can you place the order now? You know, I'm, I'm awful at this, you know, but it seems like you want to order the shirts. So I would just clarify that one thing on that. Okay. Okay. I would say, let me tell you something a little about, about me. I'm a great designer. I'm, I make really great t-shirts. I, 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 I do great embroidery. Everybody loves it. What I'm terrible at is like this salesy thing. So I have trouble like asking for the business and all stuff like that. So I just want to let you know, I'd love to do business with you. And I guess that's the best way that I can say it. And I'm saying it with humility. So if you'd like, uh, I'd like to get started. What do you think? Like it, like you know, it. And, and just humility, you know, and, and the honesty, but be sure, don't, you know, be sure to say that you're good at the other stuff. 
Okay. okay. <laughs> I, uh, like I'm not crappy at making t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, terrible at this. At I'm all right at that. <laughs> all right. So the, the last one that we've got here is the takeaway. And um, so I like this both the way that you mapped it out here, Mark. Mm-hmm. And I also like it when you're crafting an offer for someone. Okay. Okay. So, you know, so I'll talk about crafting the offer. Okay. So what is the takeaway then? So the takeaway is when you specifically put something into a deal so someone can take it out. Okay. So, um, so for example, like I know a lot of people who like to negotiate. Okay. Like no matter what price you give them, it could be a smoking deal. Yeah. Always going to like you said that first. So I have to figure out what else I can get. Right. right. So never I take would, the first offer is 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 a philosophy of some people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So so you know, you can give someone a takeaway. You can add something that is useful to a deal. Um, but you know, if somebody wants to lower the price or negotiate with you, you can take it away. So, like for example, if it's a you know, listen, it's a 25 shirt order. That's great. Uh, because of 25 order, you know, typically you get a free hat. Um, you're going to want the, um, I don't know, the anti-static cling sheets between the shirts. You're going to want, you know, you're going to want this special labels. You're going to want the, this other thing that's involved in the deal. The mm-hmm. whole total is $580. And they say, well, that sounds like way too much money. It's more than I wanted to spend. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I've got here the smelly sheets that go in between the shirts. You know, we could, I could take those out and it would be a little bit cheaper. And then you've accomplished a good sale because you designed it that way to be useful, but also not harmful if you took it away. And you gave that person the opportunity to negotiate. So they feel really good about getting a deal. Yeah. You, you, um, this, uh, combines when we've talked about in other episodes, uh, upselling. So we talk about that when you're talking to somebody about getting them, you know, uh, mugs, for example, you're selling them custom mugs that you should upsell to the custom can coolers, the koozies, you know, Hey, by the way, for every mug, I can add a can cooler for three bucks or whatever, you know, whatever you can do it for. Um, and then they say, cool. Yeah. And then, uh, and you're like, yeah, I actually love those because, um, a lot of a lot of my clients, they say that like they're they're the people they hand them out to, like stick them in their pocket, and then they go to a party and they bring it to a party, and then they get handed a beer, and they pull out their can cooler that says your logo and pop it in there, and like I just think every time somebody does that and they walk around a party like this with my with the logo on it, yeah, it's nice. worth three bucks every time. Yeah. So like you've upsold this, and they're just like I need that, and then they see the, um, the final price, well, you just added $300 to it. Yeah. So, so you can then take that away. So you say, okay. Um, you said it's a little too expensive. Um, I did tell you about the can coolers. You weren't, you were excited about that, but that's not what you came for. So why don't we just take those out and then the price will go down to where you need it to be. Right. And what will happen is, is, is what you hope to happen in the, in the best way is that they're not, they're not thinking about the $300 anymore. They're thinking about, man, I really, I, wanted I really wanted those can yeah. coolers. I mean, I guess if I have to sacrifice the $300, I just want them now because I like the idea of people carrying them in their pocket to a party, yeah. you know? Um, so, and then the, they just turn around and they, they stop, they stop negotiating and they just say, oh, you know what? I do want them. Let's yeah. wrap it up. I also like the, um, like what you've got down here about the less premium shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a good takeaway. You know, if you've listened to our other podcasts, if you're positioning your company properly, you know, you, um, if part of what you do is offer people different shirts, um, you know, then maybe the, the Bella canvas is a little bit better than the, than the Gildan or, Mm -hmm. you know, and they have different prices and different features. And, you know, you've got the three shirts and you talked about that and they really, you recommended and they went with the most expensive shirt 
or even the middle option, and mm-hmm. then you get down in the end and they're looking for ways to save money, um, then you can say, you know, uh, well, you know, I mean, we went through it all and you did pick my best shirt, which mm-hmm. I think was a great decision. But yeah. if it's not in your budget, this other shirt is pretty good too. Yeah. That, and that's a good takeaway is like down, down selling the garment. Um, and yeah, you know, um, not everybody goes with the best shirt that we have. I mean, there's a lot of great reasons to go with the best shirt that we have, but not, not everybody necessarily wants to spend the money on that. So um, if, if the budget's a little bit of an issue, let's just go down to just kind of a standard, a standard quality shirt, which is, you know, a run of the mill shirt, which, you know, people still like, uh, and, uh, and you've kind of pitched that. And then, and then you kind of, I think you win two ways in here. Uh, one is you just get the person that says, great, thank you. Now it works. Uh, or the other side is they, they picture themselves as no, I don't want to be a standard shirt company. I want when people come into my restaurant that we look classy. So I want the classy shirts. I guess classy shirts cost a little bit more than I expected or that I read, you know, on a billboard when it said $4 shirts, Yeah, you know, something like that. And I, I think um, that the, the important thing here is when you're, when you're doing the takeaway is you have to, you can't be So trying to say this in the, in the most positive way possible. Okay. Um, there are uh, some of our customers get into the business and basically they look for the, um, the cheapest that they can sell their product for. They're the most comfortable making the least amount of money, right? So like if I spend $10 making a shirt, um, I want to sell it for 12 because that two because other you can buy a shirt for twelve dollars other places, and I think that's what it's worth. You know, um, you don't have room for any of this. You don't have room for the takeaway or anything in that circumstance. Um, you have to build your offer and your product line in order to be able to have the flexibility to do things like this. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. if you're doing the takeaway, you know you could. Um, you could build like medium quality shirts, um, with an add on, and you could offer those as a package. Like you get the shirt and the hat bundle for $35, you know, and then, um, oh, that's too much. Say, okay, well I can take out the hat and I can charge you 30. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, you have to be in the business to make money. You have, you can't be shy about it. You've got to build your structure, your deals and your offers and your pricing in a way that's profitable enough for you to be flexible in all this. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think it does completely. And all these above techniques are, um, they're all, they're mainly about communicating well to the customer, understanding their needs, you know, um, a little bit of, you know, a tit for tat, um, no having confidence. I mean, I think all this stuff just boils down to those simple terms, right? And, 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 and which is, is why it seems so just intuitive, like, oh, you just sell, you sell, you know, but no, if you want to sell, you have to have confidence. You have to have options to give to people, you know, you have to, um, you have to, if they want something from you, you should get something back. I mean, that's kind of a standard human thing, right? That's, that's commerce in general, right? Yep. And, I and you do money, have to keep in mind, out. and you do have to keep in mind that remember your 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 enemy is in action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Your your mm-hmm. enemy is kind of the people make, not making a decision or just walking away without buying something. You've got to give yourself the best opportunity to um, get them as a customer. Like they're going to love what you sell them. Yeah. They're they going to be happy about it. You know, make them realize they're- that. They're going to tell other people to go to you. And how do I know that that the proof of this is because the proof is, is that when we talk to customers time and time again, one of the number one sources for business for startups in the customization business, no matter what you're selling, whether you're selling signs or mugs or shirts, is referrals from other customers, which means they were happy with what you did. So do them a favor and help them make that decision. And then the last bit about it, and then we have some tips to give just to wrap it up. But the last bit about it is um, if the due date is in 45 days when they need these, that's the drop dead date. 
if they make a decision today, you have 45 days to handle shipping delays, art changes, all the things that may happen over 45 days. If you let them postpone two weeks or three weeks or a month, now you've got two weeks to deliver the same thing. They could have said yes 45 days ago. Uh, Either way, they were going to spend the money. Either way, they were going to do the work. So you help yourself out and you help them out by providing a better, a more stress-free transaction that's more likely to have a happy customer, that's more likely to have a customer that will refer somebody to you. Yep. So everything, everyone wins. Um, Now we we wrote some tips. So I think we should uh, just, these all have to do with this and and I think they're good. Um, And I think think we kind of went through them just naturally because the first one is- don't lead with your cheapest, the, your cheapest product. You know, you really need to build in the profit so you can be flexible. Yep. So start with like a medium or a higher quality shirt. Um, if your shirt is what you're doing, um, start with more than one location of a print, start with a 15 ounce mug instead of an 11 ounce mug. This way, if you need to lower the price, you could remove a feature. Okay, so what, the way we can lower the price is on the uh, on those polos. We'll just do the left chest logo. We'll remove the side logo, and that'll save you X amount of dollars. Yep, and the the same thing. And as far as pricing goes, is make sure that you're, you know, that you work um, a great profit into all of your marketing and all your all of your sales, all of your pricing. Um, you need to make sure that you're not starting with the least amount of money that you can make and survive because then you don't have anywhere to go. You know, you should you should get paid well for what you do. And if you are, and you price things that, at that way and you structure the deals properly, then um, then again, you have the wiggle room. You know, you can, you can make a deal. You can exchange a discount for great reviews or for referrals or, you know, any, anything along those lines. Yeah, and, and there's, you know, there's a thing to be said about kind of the CarMax approach where, hey, this is the one price and that is it and all that stuff. The problem is, is that um, we're not selling cars, right? Cars are kind of like flattened out over time. And what I mean by that is, is as far as like a dealer goes, all the Camrys are kind of going to sell for this price, and all the trucks are going to be this as long if they have four by four, they're all going to be in this. And, and, and they all kind of drop into a category pretty quick in a bucket. Custom apparel gets can get um, really a bit all over the place because there's so many factors, the amount of locations, the type of what you're going to the type of decorating you're going to do, the quality of the garment, the current pricing of the garment and all of this stuff. So it's really important that when you're pricing stuff out, if you need to have a minimum percent that you make or a minimum dollar that you make, and this is the amount that means I'll profit on the deal enough to stay in business, then you don't want to live on that line constantly. The right. goal would be to be a little, whatever the number is. I mean, it would be great to be a lot above that line, yeah. but at least a little above that line. So if a, when you do have the customer who says, I'm not I'm not going to sign unless you take $100 off. Will you do it? Right. You can say yes, because there's enough profit built in to say yes sometimes when that does happen. Or you end up just having to say, no, I can't do that. And they walk away. Yep. Yeah. Because like you literally that. couldn't do it. Or or even worse, you say, yes, you can do it and you don't make any money. And you lose money, which I hate. Yep. So yep. Um, I also like the, um, you know, if someone says they'll think about it or they'll come back or maybe, maybe not, then, you know, again, just remind yourself, they're just looking for a reason not to make a decision. You know, they're, they've been, they've been standing in front of you waiting for some kind of a motivation to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Again, they, they came into your shop for a reason. They called you for a reason. They came into your store for a reason. They're not looking for potatoes. They're looking for custom apparel. Yep. So if they, and if they don't, if they don't buy, if they walk away after a conversation, then, you know, you should ask them, you know, what's up, you know, like what, what's, what's keeping you back from doing business with me? Yeah. What's, what's holding you back? What, what are you, what are your concerns? Are, are is there anything? And, and then, you know, then you get into like much 
this is where you get, I think you can step into the high pressure, right? And that's, yeah, this absolutely. is in my opinion, where it, you fall into it because you ask somebody what's holding you back and they say, um, I don't make any decisions like this that are over a thousand dollars without discussing it with my business partner. And that's the arrangement that we have. I hope you respect that. Right. And they, yeah. and then, and then, uh, uh, a person who, uh, a polite person might just say, um, okay, I respect that. Can I follow up with you in a couple of days? Yeah. Talk to you Friday. Yeah. And then the pushy person, which is, this is where I think you draw the line here. This is when they get, you get into the tactics of, well, why do you need them to make a decision? And you're getting into manipulation. We've never yeah. crossed that line in any of these things. Right. Very true. Right. Right. So sometimes a person is just going to, if they say the first time they say, I'll think about it. You just say why in so many words, and then they'll give you a reason why. And there's, there's two roads from there. One is the reason is uh, because you haven't properly communicated everything communicated everything. And then right. you can say, Oh, actually we didn't talk about that. And then you answer it and they say, Oh, okay. Splendid <laughs> deal closed. Or, Man, or they, the reason they might say be splendid, then you know yeah. that you charge too little. <laughs> uh so uh and then the last thing is stuff we i already said before but be confident be sincere be honest ask a bunch of questions talk to people communicate you know that that's that's probably the biggest tip of all with if you just do those things you, you could do nothing else and you'll make more money i'm not going to add a thing to that great great then maybe you should do that thing where you say like thank them for having a good business Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Custom Apparel Startups podcast. This has been Mark Stevenson. And Mark Vila. Um, have a great sales closing business. Splendid. <laughs> <laughs>